We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, it's the True Faith Podcast. Um, without Dogger, as you'll already have worked out because he's not introducing the show, it's me, Sai, with Ben. Uh, we've got Green Street, and on the line we've also got Bolland. Hello, Bolland. Hello, Sai. Couldn't wait to get on because uh, Newcastle probably could be doing better at the minute. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll keep you waiting for Bolland, and I'll bring my first question straight to you, Ben. Ipswich Town. Yes. Um... Was that was that the worst performance of the season from Newcastle? Uh, it's it's got to be up there. Nah, I think. Um, I tell you what, tell you what, Green Street, you were at the beanbag. Oh, was that the worst Newcastle performance of the season? Definitely, yeah. Um, thought Chef, we couldn't get any worse than what we played at Sheffield uh, Wednesday the week before. But yeah, from from the Friday night game, how good we were, especially like second half, the intensity there, just it was absolutely dire. From, from the beginning really um, first half they didn't create anything we didn't really create much um, and then we had a great chance bad couple of minutes for Richie missed a great chance great ball by Dummett by the way um, and then literally two minutes later they give the ball to us then Richie gives the ball away and another cheap goal there was their fish on target wasn't it um, and from there uh, didn't really get much much better really equaliser in the second half and then I mean well actually after they scored it could have either been two I think half time came at the right moment yeah um, going forward it was just now really uh, couldn't really get the ball to, to Murphy and when we did um, it dealt with him really well he didn't really win many headers um, second half We've obviously got the equaliser. Um, Gufron came on for who did he come on for again? Oh Hayden, who had a pretty poor game as well. And then yeah, he just didn't look like he had two games in three days in him, did he, Hayden? Nah, he was looked looked a bit nagged. And then got the equaliser and thought would go on then, but just such a sloppy goal to give away again defensively. So many times. The past recent weeks we've just conceded like really shit goals um, yeah so it was just such a bad performance yeah yeah I mean the, the defensively in particular it was terrible I mean I was I was pleased to see Murphy get the start I know Mitrovic played well on Friday without actually really doing anything like it's not like he had a shot or anything but he, he, he won the ball and he did a lot of good things on Friday but it was still kind of 
when it, when you looked at the fixture, Ipswich Town, who don't don't score many goals, they've had like three nil nil draws in the last six. Yeah. It was like we just need a score. So you, you just wanted Murphy there because he's he's the one who's probably going to get you a goal. Whereas Mitrovic, you just you just don't know. It's a gamble. Um, that said, I thought Murphy just wasn't in the game at all first half. Um, and I think I was down to what you said. We just we just couldn't find him. We were just launching the ball into the corners, launching the ball up so, high. So easy to defend so against. Like Hanley and both LaSalle's just got the ball from the back and it's just... Yeah, that, 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 that's what was so strange about it because Mbemba, everyone was a bit shocked to see him in the team the last few games, but he's played pretty well and yeah. we all know that he can bring the ball out of defence. That's, that's his strength, isn't it? And that's, I suppose, the frustrating thing is when you've got um, teams that, that you, you are going to try and, and take Shelby out of the game and mark him or get tight to the, the midfield, you need... It puts the pressure on the centre-backs and that's why you see so many teams these days it's imperative that you have a centre-back that can play the ball yeah. because if you can't like it's just too easy to play against you and, Yeah, we, we weren't able to move the ball around yeah. at the back it was like three passes and then we just had to lump it because we ran out of ideas but instead of losing it it was just like launch it and more ridiculously we seem to launch it down the left wing every time. Mm-hmm. Atu's like five foot tall, and the amount of balls he had to try and bring out the air, like yeah. I, I don't think Atu played very well. I mean, he was he was all right at times, and he and he put a good ball in for the goal, but um, his end product is, is really poor. Like when he did get the ball and, and get to the byline, it's crossing. He never beats the first man. Yeah, he doesn't hit like doesn't get much power on them. Yeah. Um. Many times he either scuffs it or massively. I mean, he's like James Milner was back in yeah. the day for us. Like scuffs it, goes like out of play the other side yeah. of the pitch. <laughs> You're right, though. I think it does. Like the, he could be a lot more effective if he if he got the ball in, into his feet a lot more. Yeah. It does seem to be attacking him for whatever reason, as you say, because he's so small. They love to play like long balls or crossfield balls there floated up and it gives the centre the right back a chance to go and just beat him in the header and, and clear it so it's it's a frustration for for when he's in the team because they don't seem to do when good friends there but yeah um yeah I mean I think you're right though when when he does get it he's, he's he is poor with his uh his delivery although having said that I thought he put a brilliant ball in for for Murphy um for the goal I mean that's the sort of thing you you want to see more often from him yeah. um but it's just too too few and far between, unfortunately. Oh, listen, I mean, to be fair to, to Atsu, um, he was the only one who looked like doing anything first mm-hmm. half. Um, as, as we said before, Shelby was just so deep and picking nothing out because he was trying to hit the ball 90 yards instead mm-hmm. of yeah. 40 yards. Um, Bolland, it's it's time. We'll bring you in. Um, I think it's fair to say, I mean, ruling out the Leeds performance because I thought it was excellent, but one point from three games, Newcastle certainly could be doing better. What do you think has been the problem? What's What's gone wrong? What's changed? Well, I think there's a couple of things to look at. I think Rafa's rotation in early season was supposed to be going to fruition now. It's not. Um, that hasn't paid off. Uh, there's an element of blame that has to go to the board but obviously you needed to bring in reinforcements in January and the squad desperately needed strengthening another central midfielder for when Shelby was out that was disappointing run of games for us a, a proper left winger um, we're just talking about Atsu there there's, there's a reason that Christian Atsu is playing sporadically for us in the championship and un- unfortunately because he's not very good at football he's uh, <laughs> gone Again, you know, he scored some important goals for us, but it's not really what you want to be seeing on the left-hand side. And 
We've become a very, 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 very predictable side. The lineup exactly the same in just about every game of foreign. I think one in the cup where we played three at the back, um, and it's just it's just so so predictable. Um, we've been sussed out at home, and our away form has been pretty good. But it appears the teams are finally sussed about away from home. And what you were just saying there about hoofing balls and passes, like. We are a bit of a long ball team. We don't get a lot of success from it. Most of our goals come from other situations, but we do absolutely hammer long balls. And um, it's the same story when we have Dwight Gale up front. There's an obsession with trying to get the ball over the top of the defences, which is, which is actually a really hard way to score goals. Um, Shelby as well. I think Shelby is a great player for the ball. For me, I think once again in the Premier League, he'll get a fan out because he doesn't do enough off the ball. To say he's sitting too deep against the switch. Um, there's just a variety of factors, and it's unfortunate that it's sort of turning into a slightly underwhelming end to what, for the most part, has been a pretty positive season. Positive, pretty, pretty, pretty scathing. Um, uh, yeah, positive unless unless Bolland's on the podcast. No, uh, so I agree with quite a lot of your points, Bolland. I think I think you're wrong about the home form because we seem to have turned that round with one. We won the, the last two before the Leeds game, and then Leeds was probably our best performance of the season. We absolutely battered them and just couldn't put our chances away because we had Mitrovic and Perez on the pitch. Um, so I think the home form's been turned around almost. I think the atmosphere's been a bit better. The crowd's been less anxious because we kind of had a bit of a cushion again and a worry for Monday coming because suddenly there's a lot of nervousness about the about the Newcastle fans. And I know the, uh, the Huddersfield result at the weekend kind of I mean that that was incredible, by the way. Like how good had everyone felt after yeah. after the Newcastle game? But as soon as Derby scored that goal, the the weight yeah, that, the weight that came off your shoulders was like, ah, oh, thank fuck for that. And you just thought, actually, nah, what will be okay. It was the justice for the uh, the Preston gag penalty in the ninety seventh yeah, minute. Yeah. It was like it's like re, yeah, it was yeah. karma rebalance that. Can't uh, can't keep getting away with the Huddersfield and the won't. They're not going to get so, four wins. Such a big goal in the way that if we had won, well, beat Fulham next week as well. That would have been them two points behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, Huddersfield, like, they've got they've got difficult running. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Fulham have been brilliant. Yeah. They're one of the form teams at the minute. <laughs> well, um, well, we'll come back to um, what, what we think we need out of the last few games. I just want to go back to because Bolland's been um, quite quite scathing of the of the of the kind of predictability of, of Newcastle. Um, I've got a theory. Do you think we've become Anyone feel free to answer. Do you think we've become too reliant on a couple of good players? So I'm talking about Richie. I'm talking about Shelby. I'm talking about to an extent Paul Dummett when he has a good game and he was awful yesterday. But um, what we need are four or five good players to have a good game because if they don't, Paul Dummett one of the good players that we need. This season, this season he's been good, and when he when he has a shocker, we can see three goals. Steady on. I agree. It's important he doesn't have a nightmare. Yeah. Because then it does obviously cost us. It's right. the weakest, the weakest link. So get Paul Dummett then. Do you, so do you think if we don't, think we're, if we I'm don't have Shelby? Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously the the three key players for any attacking player in our team are Shelby, Richie, and Gale. When we're missing one of those three, it seems to be that we, we really struggle. Um, and it, I mean it's from minute one of this season, everyone knew if you stop Shelby, um, you stop Newcastle United playing. But not many teams have been able to do that complete, sort of completely because he generally is positioning. And you're saying he comes too deep at times, Bolland, but at the same time, at times he needs to do that to get on the ball just and it hasn't stopped me, him. Don't just pick on me for saying that. Five for as well. Well, 
Britain comes too deep. I mean, no, I'm just saying he does. He does come too deep at, at times, but at other times that's worked because that's how he, he's trying to obviously get space. And I think when he does come deep, what you then need it's the emphasis is on Hayden or Colback to get a bit further forward and give him that that option to get 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 past sort of into feet and work the one twos. Um, but it, we are so reliant on those three players all being on top of their game to to break teams down and. Unfortunately, when they don't, we look really, really average. Um, obviously, Gale's been out, and it's it's put a lot more strain on the likes of Richie and Shelby because then they've got to pick out perfect passes to the likes of Murphy and Mitrovic because they're not as mobile. The, the the balls have literally got to be perfect and either to the feet or on the chest or whatever to to get them in with a chance at goal. And unfortunately, one of the criticisms we did have Mitro, even though he was, I thought he was really, really good against uh, Leeds, was. He still lacks that goal threat, and I think that's where it comes into it. In that his his position isn't brilliant, and then the the fact that he just doesn't get in the box in positions where we can get the ball into him all all too often. So it is it is a little bit of a worry, but at the same time, I've no doubt that'll be one of the the sort of main areas Rafa will be looking to strengthen um, in the summer. And we've we've got enough. I mean, Murphy for a 33 year old, three or four million pound signing or whatever he was he's, he's dynamically be well in terms of his impact off the bench in games and he's chipped in with a few goals I think we've we've, we've got money's worth out of uh, a player of his sort of ability and, and where he is at his career he's been solid enough um, it's just obviously the one that everyone will, is sort of the <laughs> the Marmite that is Mitrovic some people absolutely seem to absolutely love him some people can't stand him it's just he's one of those players that will polarise support because he's the the type of player is and the the character he is, but I I think there's a there's sort of plenty plenty of places as you say where we will need to strengthen, but at the same time there's there's stuff to build on there as well. I think there's a lot of places we need to build on, <laughs> like and to me what, I'm not convinced that any of the full backs are good enough for the Premier League. Yedlin's got a bit of potential, but the rest of them they're not Premier League. One eye on next season, the centre halves. Still massive question marks over there. Um, uh, you'd say, uh, really, you're looking at Richie, Shelby, and Gale, as you pointed out, they're the only three you reckon, I reckon, at, at the Premier League level at this moment in time. What would you say, though? Because obviously, Lascelles barely played in the Premier League last season until Rafa came in. Rafa obviously started yeah. playing him, and he, and he was probably the difference in that back four. He was the difference maker. He made Mbemba look a lot better. The, the, him and Mbemba built up a really good partnership for the last 10 games last season. This is, I think I said this in, in the Christmas podcast. There's still a question mark over the cell, but they haven't, well, this is the first full season we've seen him play. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say he's been sketchy. Um, oh, def- I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, I think it's very he, harsh you know, to completely write him off. On I'm, the not, basis I'm not of, completely writing him off. Well, that's what you are. Yeah, a question mark over the centre half. You look at Clark; didn't have a great season. Qu- question mark is an absolute write-off now, Bolland. You've, you've got to give Clark a chance, though, Bolland. He's well, you can't I hope, write. Look, I hope, I hope as much as anyone of these players turn out well for us in the Premier League, but they're unknown, they're unknown quantity, really. I think that's definitely an area that Rafa will strengthen as well. As fancy as good as the next Premier League season next year, touch would we get there with uh, Hanley and Bember, themselves and Clark? Like, just, it won't happen. Someone won't come in. I mean, I agree. There's a lot. Of the, there's a lot to strengthen, and, and some of these players we've mentioned may become squad players. They may not make it. Given what you've said, though, Bolland, do you think that Newcastle this season 
that the team as it is could be doing better or do you think this is as good as they are capable of doing and that actually as a club we need to do better in terms of getting better players and, and progressing? Well, obviously we need to get better players and progress but uh, this group of players could have, could have done better. I think there's been games where you look at at home um, probably one that comes to my mind straight away Bristol City at home like what were we doing in that game uh, Wolves at the start of the season again with a shocking performance like there seems to have been at times um, a little bit of an air of arrogance about them I think it's been a wake up call for some of them in realising actually they're not as good as they think they are Um and I think if we played to our maximum every game, then we would be in a lot healthier position than we are now. And if you look at Brighton, for example, their squad on paper doesn't come close to ours yet. Chris Hewton's got them all playing, playing together, very similar to uh, another Newcastle promotion side that just that battled it out. And they will rightfully go up as champions eventually, and that should have been us. Yeah. <laughs> that that squad has been around like built over the last couple of years where ours has been many players obviously bought in the summer so if you look at that he way, made 12 signings in the summer who? Rafa no I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah I'm saying, I thought he meant Brian yeah I was, I was agreeing yeah, with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said it in an argument <laughs> you did you idiot <laughs> yeah um, I don't know if I've just lost Bolland there are you still there Bolland? Yeah, I'm still nice there. And I think you've got to agree that the players we've got, we should have done, we should have done better. I mean, I think everyone at the start of the season was thinking Mitrovic and Perez dropped down in the division. Those two surely have to provide a bit more, and this being a bit disappointing. Perez has sort of improved, but generally it was not a great season. I think Diarmé is another one who I think people expected to be a lot better than he has. Um, I think I think there's a whole bunch of them that. Look back on the season and think they could have done a bit more. I don't know that what like what's that based on? I mean, at the end of the day, Diarme I scored. He, I think he scored nine goals for Hull last season. I think yeah. it was probably looking, around that for us. Like, the, people expecting him just because we've he's, he's come from a team that got promoted in the. I mean, Hull only <laughs> when they came through the playoffs, didn't they? I mean, yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're a bit of a shambles of a team. I don't. I, I think it's a bit uns- unfair to say people expect more of him. I mean, I think he's I, delivered. I think, he's delivered what people. I don't know how well he did. Like they didn't see him last season, whatever. But he scored. I think he only got nine, nine or ten for them playing been, in that role. Like, look, yesterday the games where he's been absolutely shocking. Um, yesterday was one of them. Just doesn't do enough. Um, and when he gets the ball, sometimes he's just not good enough on it. He needs to. But my, my, that's my point is, but if, if it's unfair to expect something from a player that you have no idea, like what he's capable of. If if people haven't seen um, that that's his style of play last Diano's season, been, then, you want to? Diarmo's been around for years. People have seen Diarmo play football. This isn't some lad that no one's ever seen before. No, but that's my point then. So what are they expecting? Like how are they expect? If people have seen him and they've seen like he's he was never any he was never that good at West Ham. I and mean, there's a reason he went from West Ham to Hull. Like my point is, is what, what, what's this expectation of him to come in and score fifteen goals? Like I don't, I don't get that that expectation. Sure, what what like do people expect from him? Expectation of him scoring goals, but I think if you look at his general performances throughout the season, as Carly's just pointed out, there's not there's not been great. He's had a lot of shockers. Um, I don't know. I think that's the, not fair. I think a lot of people I think have neg- I think have very fair. negative, very negative opinions of him. 
when for for whatever reason he's just a player that people are easy yeah. it's easy easy to slate he's, yes he's got a bad touch which people get on the back <laughs> of him for it's a bad start that like my point is is though it, how, how many times does he he doesn't actually lose the ball all that much yes I mean he, he, he was playing some ridiculous balls against um, I think it was was it Wigan or Burton um, where he was just trying to sort of chip balls Basically trying to play the the Shelby role and spraying the ball about, but I I just don't. I, he's he's never going to be a player that's going to come in and and take the league by storm. Yeah. So that's my point. Is is people are saying he's disappointed. Well, what what were they expecting from him? Yeah, I, I take both your points. I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know why everyone thought he's he's had some huge shoes to fill in Sissoko. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> lest lest we forget. But no, he's um. He is what he is, I agree, but I can also see everyone's argument for he's kind of been a bit of a disappointment this season just because he hasn't had enough good games. He's had a lot of indifferent games and, you know, I don't at all question the lad's work rate and his, his attitude. He seems like a really good lad and he's he, he grafts. He's not, he's not one of the players, I think yesterday there's some players guilty of looking lethargic and jogging around. I'm, I'm, we talk about it every week, but I'm sure he covers more ground on the pitch than most. And he does put a shift in, but yeah, his first touch and stuff seems to let him down. And there's just games where he just seems to lose the ball for us far too much. And he has been, in that sense, uh, neither a disappointment or a success. I think he's just mm-hmm. kind of had an average season yeah, for that's, us. And that's, he's played his part to an extent, but we but won't see any more of him. I think he goes next that's, season. That's the point is I don't get. So you've got people, a bit like Bolland's point here, really, expecting we to walk the league. Yet at the same time, are saying the players aren't good enough, and it's just you can't have it both ways. Either they're not good enough, or no, missed, the, missed the point there slightly. Is that the expectation was they could have done better? I've not said that we should have walked the league. I've said that we could have done better. No, no, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not necessarily. Hang on, Holland. Holland, your expectation was that we could have done better. So even before the season started, I <laughs> uh, no, these are they, they could do better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I just said. <laughs> No, but that I think a lot of people. I'm not necessarily saying then that, that that's your point. If you're if you say that's not how you feel, but I think a lot of people did expect we to to walk the league, and you can see that by the expectation of, of games. People expect we to be walking over a lot of these teams. Yet they're they're the first to get on the backs of players saying they're not good enough. Uh, I didn't say it wasn't good enough. I said that he's not that the expectation that people had about him. But we'll move on. Yeah. I think I think it's yeah it's it's a funny one because one I think people uh, kind of disrespect this league when they say oh we should be should be walking it I think there's been a lot more tough games than we thought there was going to be you know teams like Fulham up for a fight teams like Ipswich to their to their absolute credit yesterday gave us a good game they, mm-hmm. they they played really well they didn't make any mistakes and they just made it really hard for us and I know we we've already said we were quite easy to defend against on this occasion but credit to them they, they outplayed us um, Fulham did the same there's not been that many others that have outplayed us but everyone's made it tough it's we've not had many easy games and we thought we'd have more I mean I think that's the thing as well people are, are looking at Brighton and Huddersfield's results and thinking that they're smashing teams they're not they've they've really struggled in a lot of games and yet yeah, I think that's probably where it, one of our problems comes down is the character of the players in terms of we we seem to to struggle to put games games away and and allow teams to come come back into games late late in late in it um whereas the the likes of Brighton and, and Huddersfield seem to be a bit better at that but I think that's probably to do with the experience of being in the league 
I mean, especially at the Brighton's extent, I think they've they've got a team that play play within their like play to their abilities basically. I mean, they've got yeah. two centre backs there that are just six footers, like just looking to head everything away, and they don't try to sort of go too far away from yeah. that. They've basically had four four years in the making. I know they had one duff season before Hooten came in where they were fighting with relegation, but out of the four seasons, I think they've been the the playoffs once or twice. 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 I think. Um, so yeah, I think I think we've disrespected the league. We've already touched on it. I think the players are nowhere near as good as as what perhaps people think or th- thought they were going to be. Um, we certainly haven't got a team of international footballers who play for Argentina. We haven't got an Andy Carroll coming through. We've just got what Raf has put together in a really short space of time. So in that sense, it's still been a very successful season. Um, I'll put it to, to you, Carly. Are you bothered if, we're, if we don't win the league? Because it's pretty much nailed on well, that we don't now. It's nailed on. We're not going to win the league. Yeah. Um, Does it bother you? Not. I just want to get promoted now. But it did bother a little bit in the fact that we, how well we played before Christmas. Yeah. It looks like we're going to coast it. And then especially after beating Brighton and both Huddersfield... Um, I thought, yeah, was, that's it. The league's pretty much done there and then. But end of the day, if you want to get promoted, it doesn't matter if we finish top or come second. If you want to get over the finish line now, really, um, which hopefully will come next weekend. But people will say, oh, Rafa spent all that money, not going to win the league. Standard things, what they say, but does it make a difference? Um, are you the same or... I, I always never bother I think I've said it all season forget Brighton I don't care about Brighton as long as we finish up with every other yeah. team it's like it result yesterday where we're like, oh Brighton are winning it's like yeah. I'm not bothered people say um, that oh if you win the league you've got much more chance of staying up in the Premier League but I think no matter whether I mean we will finish below Brighton now but I think our team in the Premier League with Rafa has got much more chance of staying up yeah. than, than Brighton with and I'm not disrespecting Chris Hutton he's got he's, he's managing Brighton man Yeah. it's not it's not going to be easy for them and I think I think we've already said it Rafa's team is and the way he plays is more suited to the Premier League I think some of the players have already had a year of playing the Rafa way and kind of mm. That gives them a chance next season, and then you'll, you'll, well, add, you'll add to the squad. I put on the uh, WhatsApp group the other day. <laughs> exactly. I don't think um, fifth. I mean, look at Borough this season. They finished top last season. Is that right? Who? Borough. Borough finished top last season, yeah. No, it was Bournemouth, wasn't it, didn't they? Oh, right. Was it Bournemouth? No, Bournemouth were in the Premier League with us last season. It? Who was it? Hull came at the playoffs. Borough won it. Borough won it. Borough won it. So Moving swiftly on. Right, so... On, on that then, so finishing top's pretty much out the window. Uh, it'll be done by this weekend, probably. Um, which means it's just kind of about, about what, do we, what do we need? What do we need from our last three games? Bolland, I'll come to you. What? How many points do we need from the last three? Uh, six. Not, not mathematically. How many things? How many points do you think we actually need? Uh, three wins. You think it's three wins? <laughs> so nine, we need, you you think we need nine what do you want to do? I've given you that we need six points to go up. No, mathem- <laughs> ma- mathematically, <laughs> mathematically, Bolland, we, we need we need six points. That so, is so absolutely that, correct. So that six points would be two wins, mate, not three. Yeah. We've, we've already talked about <laughs> we've already talked about Huddersfield's tough run in they're not going to win four matches man um, I, I think that four points maybe even three will I be enough we'll win next week and that's just that's it done yeah people have said oh well Reading are actually in there now but Reading have got a goal difference of two there's no way they're going to win the last three games well so. they're six points behind yeah so we, we just need to win, win we need to win one game to see off Reading 
maybe it's a win and a draw to see off Hull at Hull, Huddersfield. But Bolland, um, the expert on how we could be doing better. What what do we need to do to make sure we get those four points? What 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 can we do to kind of turn this around? Because try and score goals and stop the other team from scoring. <laughs> Spawn then. <laughs> uh, well, just need to play like they did basically before Christmas. Just get back. Well, do it. Um, we just have to play the best. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking? <laughs> I don't know what to say. We just well, actually just need to turn up. So, like, we didn't turn up against Ipswich. I mean, two times the film we've not turned up. Just. Turn up for our best and it should be academic because yeah, I mean Cardiff we've got Cardiff Barnsley and Preston and Preston so it's Preston then Cardiff Preston. and Barnsley yeah there should be three relatively straightforward games for us so I think what we need what we need is we need to match the intensity of the team I think that's the big thing we, we saw against Leeds was we we were we dominated the ball we, we were um sort of gave them the run around we controlled everything we, we matched their intensity in terms of um, get, sort of getting on the ball and getting stuck in um, I think we've looked when we've played poorly this season we've looked very lethargic and we haven't really we need I wouldn't well. say we've put the effort in but we've we've, we've struggled uh, to match the intensity of the other team and I think as you say I mean we've been starting really poorly in games if we can get off to a good start um, that'll go a long way to just calming the nerves of everyone and I think an, an early goal within the first 20 minutes of, of Preston will, will probably be the the, uh, the medicine for everyone but um, just how we're going to get that without Gale is, is the <laughs> the tricky is Gale, part I guess Is Gale potentially not be back for next week? I don't think he'll start anyway but <sighs> I think he's yeah he's going to be a doubt isn't he with it, but hunting. yeah I think you're spot on just so many times as well last few weeks it's just especially like look at Bristol yesterday we just didn't start off well mm-hmm. um, we just need to start creating chances from that intensity what we've seen at Leeds um, it is obviously going to be harder with whoever's have a front I think it, you go back to Mitrovic uh, but I, I think he needs to, Shelby needs to push on a bit in terms of not going so deep yesterday it was so frustrating just as we've talked about it Defender would have it, and then he would just go and get it from like the edge of the box. Um, yeah, buying two on. All right. <laughs> so I think um, he needs to play a bit further forward. Just cut out silly mistakes at the back as well. Um, we're going to be nervous next week, um, but yeah, it's just mistakes have cost us badly um, the past few weeks. So. Yeah, Cut I, would, them out, really. I would say mistakes on all counts. I think Rafa might hold his hand up and say, "I probably changed it a bit too much for Monday." And then yeah. he likes to rotate, especially when there's only a two two day window between between matches, and there's reasons for that. Obviously, and it's worked most of the season. But I thought um, I thought putting Hanley back in after being so long, and when Mbemba played I, pretty I called, well, I called Hanley actually just for the fact that even though Mbemba was class on Friday. The fact that he hadn't played much football this season yeah. and how bad he played against Sheffield Wednesday. I think he was expecting but Ipswich to just play Route One, yeah. and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. didn't. They just yeah. they, they knew what we were going to do, and yeah. they played a really, uh, really kind of attacking game. They had players all over the box. Um, I mean, that that's one of the things as well. I mean, it, it, it's it's what he's done all season, and that that's the, the fine margins is that was working really well at the start of the season. The rotation was keeping people fresh, keeping that competition for places, and that's what you wanted, and that's it was was sort of given with the results it's since sort of we've had a few injuries it's not quite worked as well I think 
have had the massive issue with the left side in terms of switching Atsu and Gufran just just hasn't really worked. Unfortunately, yeah. I think Atsu's just he's not good when he starts. He starts. He needs to be coming off the bench and having that impact against tired legs. I think starting him in most games hasn't really worked. Well, it seems think, like whenever he starts, we seem to be just looking to try and get him yeah. involved as much as mm-hmm. possible. He's obviously saying, right, you're 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 there to try and beat players, yeah. trying to make stuff happen, mm-hmm. and. It will beat a tie, tie them out and pin them, pin them back. But yeah. it's just he doesn't seem to have that impact. I think every, every um, game, every game that um, Atsu's played, Dummett is a different player as well. He just he seems to be, and I know it's because he's not getting anywhere near as much cover as, as he gets from Gufran. But it just he seems to lose lose his confidence as well because mm-hmm. he's just kind of left to his own devices. Um, so what I think we need to see for for next Monday is um, I th- I'll, I'll put Mbemba back in because he's, he's played pretty well I was going to say to be honest I probably would have, uh, one of the things I was saying this day where I would drop the cells I think he's he's needed it for a few games he's been you, you said yourself Bolland he's, he's been he... very patchy with his form he's, he's made a few mistakes which have been quite costly and I, I just think it sets a bad precedent I know he's the captain but when he's undroppable and it's obviously not been easy with Clark being out but I think we should have made the change to for Hanley and, and Bemba before now, really. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think one thing about the cells... It's too late to do that, though, isn't it? It's too, it's a funny one with cells because I, I don't see him as like a long-term captain of Newcastle. Like He speaks very well. He's, he's good um, when he's interviewed after matches and stuff, but you need someone with a bit more... I, d- I don't know what the word is, like like Shelby, someone a bit more Raj to to kind of... When, when we're playing badly, when we're playing badly, no one seems to be doing like the... The, the the things that Joey Barton, Kevin Nolan, as as much as I hate to say it, used used to do, which is when when we're having a mare, Get getting everyone team. going, Shearer, these these are these are people who just wouldn't accept underperforming. Whereas when we underperform, there's nobody doing that, and the yeah. as the captain. I think he was giving it too young, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's a young lad, and and I, I think there's too much expectation on him. And you're right, maybe a couple of games out of the first team would would help. Him. It was, I mean, he did get dropped earlier in the season. Um, and it, it, I just think it's just maybe he needs to take him out of the position. I mean, it is getting very high pressure. He's the captain. He's having to front up all the time. He's yeah. he's never one to shy away from the fans. He's I think there's a lot of good qualities about him, and he he's one that will always come over and clap the team and uh, sorry clap the fans and and he sort of puts himself on the line in that respect. And obviously he was one of the few sort of characters to stand up last season and and actually sort of be a leader of the team so I can see obviously that's why he he didn't the captaincy and that's what Rafa had sort of built on but I just think I I do agree with you maybe it it was just I think it was more lack of other options rather than um, sort of (laughs) anything else really but I just feel like he'd he'd probably benefit from just just a game out of the the firing line and And, and and I just think you, he he doesn't really add that much more than Hanley would. Whereas at least so it would be a like for like swap with him. Whereas at least with Mbemba and then he gives you that opportunity to to play the ball out from the back. But uh, it's obviously we can all sort of pick fault and in hindsight say oh well I would have done this I would have done that. I just think it's it's a change that he, he could have tried a bit earlier that might have had a positive impact. Um, but he hasn't made it so obviously. It's yeah. it's a mute point, but I just I, I would probably like to see that switch just to see um, sort of what what Hanley and Bemba can do together. Yeah, I think the the, the yeah, bigger massive, difference. Massive call to put Hanley and Bemba together now, having I don't think they've played together all season, have they? Maybe in the cup. I've never seen that partnership. I don't remember it. That's a good point, Bolland. It would be a big risk with three games to go. Um, there's arguments for both. Um, I think the big difference on Monday will be having Hayden after another week's kind of. 
recovery time because he was excellent against Leeds. Mm-hmm. Like, he came straight back in the team, didn't look like he'd been missing, but on Monday, he looked a bit more like a player who'd been out injured and wasn't quite up with it. So another week for him, because he's, he's the key at home to, to free and shelve you up. You need someone like Hayden who can run forward and mm-hmm. run into the channels which A, takes a man away from Shelby, because when they're all crowded in the same place in, in our half, we resort to those horrible long balls, long balls out to Richie, long balls out to Atsu, that go in the air, and they're both small lads. And we, we, I mean, with the greatest respect, they're, they're not that good in the air. I mean, Richie can get his head on the ball, but I don't know what we, why we want to put ourselves in that situation. Um, so I think Hayden's going to be the key. With him on the pitch, you can play Perez or, or Diame in number 10 without as much pressure on them. If you've got Hayden doing all like, the engine room work in, in midfield. I think when, when Hayden and Shelby are so deep, it makes that number 10, and Diame suffered on Monday, have to come deep as well, and when he's playing his own half, Diame, and then you're expecting him to kind of advance 20 yards with the ball, it doesn't really come off. Mm-hmm. Same with Perez, when he's stuck in his own half, he's, he's useless. So we need to get out of our own half, we need to play higher up the pitch, and oh. Hayden on his day can, can help us do that. I think you'll start the same team as what he started at um, Leeds. Yeah. Um, everyone's be fully fit really um, another week to prepare so yeah 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 didn't really have anything else. I think that's about it then lads so uh, so as I said I think four points what do you think Ben do you think yeah I, I agree I, I don't think Huddersfield have I, th- I, I can't see them picking up <laughs> maximum points that they need from it I, and I think you saw the derby game they were they, they changed their tactics to the second half and completely went away from their philosophy and it nearly worked but it, it caught them in the end and Derby really a better team than Derby would have probably won that game um, I think there's a lot of pressure on them now that they're getting close to the finish line yeah. any slip ups from them is is end, end game basically yeah. so they've got to be pressure sh- on them they'll be to, shitting themselves about Fulham as well who've yeah, come flying into exactly. the playoffs Fulham are re- Fulham really in form will win the playoffs if they if they get their own they've got three games in seven days as well I think yeah. uh, with their game in hand I think just I think we'll beat Preston that's it yeah. Yeah. I, think I think if if we beat Preston it takes all the pressure off the last two games yeah. Yeah. and then we'll have a situation like we did against Tottenham at the end of last season where it's kind of a free game and, and the pressure's off and we'll, we'll just smash the, smash the last two games Bolland you think we need nine points anyway so <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that's it for tonight lads thanks for coming on um, I think we'll be back I'm sure Dog will have like five more podcasts lined up this week for <laughs> we'll be back uh, with a proper preview for Preston or is this it I don't know there might, may or may not be another this podcast before it. the before the weekend <laughs> well, um, well, we haven't touched on pressing yeah, yeah. this is definitely not the pre-pod yeah alright well watch this space thanks for coming on lads thanks Bolland Good, goodbye cheers everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in if you are a woman over 35 magnesium will help you rediscover balance energy and vitality Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off.
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.